0: Does our need to feel like we're in control have us actually lose control? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another edition of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. And I'm going to open by sharing a, um, a quote out of an article that I have to give credit to a Rabbi Yitzchak Laserson, an article on privacy, a lost art, in the Chayenu publication. And listen to this following quote, or uh, excerpt of a series of quotes. Recent inventions call attention to the next step which must be taken for the protection of the person and for securing the individual. Instantaneous photographs have invaded the sacred precincts of private, domestic life. Numerous mechanical devices threaten to make good the prediction that what is whispered in the closet shall be proclaimed from the rooftops. Uh, the advantage is, um, actually jumping to another part of the quote, the press is overstepping in every direction the obvious bounds of propriety and of decency. Gossip is no longer the resource of the idle and of the vicious. It has become a trade which is pursued with industry. This series of small excerpts comes from a quote that might sound fairly current, but actually comes from an 1890 article in the Harvard Law Review entitled The Right to Privacy. It was co-authored by a young lawyer named Louis Brandeis, who may be more familiar to you as the uh, later Supreme Court justice and, uh, you know, for whose name lives on to the Brandeis University. But this quote about the fact that these recent inventions and photographs and overstepping of boundaries in the press, I found it rather stunning. And it's an article leading into a discussion about the appropriate Jewish trait that we may have a hard time fully appreciating as being so wonderfully appropriate. And that is the trait of being a Baishan. A Baishan uh, is um, actually the English word bashful. comes from Baishan, and aside from being one of the seven dwarfs, it refers to the trait of not having to be front and center. I'm willing to be in the background. I don't need for everybody to know what's going on in my life. And the the Baishan isn't eager to know what's happening in everybody else's life either. I'm in my own space. I'm in my own place. And you're in your place, and I don't need to be in your place to feel that I've got an existence. And hence, I also don't need to know what's going on in your space to feel that I have existence. This trait of being the Baishan, a certain bashfulness, a certain focus on the inner self without having to be uh, clamoring for my position of note in front of everybody else It's a trait that's far from common, and... Certainly, things have not gotten better since the 1890s, and we're in a world that people are quickly uh, making sure that every nuance of their life is, is known on social media, and you know what I have for breakfast in my Instagram account, and I've updated my my Facebook status to let you know about the change in my uh, social network as to who I am or are no longer uh, schmoozing with and comfortable with. But the extremes of this are ultimately rather damaging and... Uh, fairly evident in the degree to which we lose a sense of self-worth. I want to move to a issue in our current Torah portion that is a fascinating parallel to this. The second of the Ten Plagues is the Plague of Tzfardeia, usually translated as frogs. The word Tzfardeia actually literally means is singular. It would mean frog in the singular, and I'm not getting today involved in those who argue that it might mean uh, crocodiles, but let's go with frog, but the Torah describes the fatala the frog rose, and then the spread of the tzvardeim, and the plural of the frogs, in a way that sounds like we started with one frog. Now, arguably, some would understand frog in the singular means the infestation of frog, meaning the many, many frogs that are the singular infestation. But many understand that, no, the Torah is describing, we started with a frog, with eight Fridaya, but as that frog was causing a nuisance, and somebody whacked the frog, it developed into more. And then when you whacked that larger group of frogs, you ended up with more and more, and each time you would hit the frogs, you had more and more, which, later mythology, borrowed this idea and uh, twisted it into... Um, you know, later mythology, and then into other uh, works over later uh, literary pieces, but it came from this medrash describing the Tsfardea, the the frog, developing to the many other frogs. So, the obvious question is, fairly soon after uh, this started, this process started, the Egyptians should have recognized it's not a good idea to whack those frogs each time you hit a frog, you end up with more frogs, just stop, hold back, and don't allow this destruction to, to, to expand and to develop further and further, more and more intense. So why can't they hold back? Why are they continuing to hit the frogs? The Stipler again, the great <coughs> Knievsky of the last generation, points to a stunning, irrational element of chaos, of anger, and that is that when one is angry, when I'm angry, I need to feel like I'm in control. I need to display the fact that I'm in control, and I do something that actually causes myself more destruction. And if we think this is just the Egyptians hitting the frogs, do you know anybody who ever was in a little bit of a feud with somebody else and they couldn't just let it go? They had to get the last word in, even though that caused the feud to develop further and further. Do you know anybody, of course, nobody in our podcast world, but maybe some of you know people beyond the inner circle of Tachless Talks listeners? Do you know anybody who maybe knows somebody else who couldn't let a snide remark going unmatched or couldn't let a certain um, comment, a certain behavior? Uh, You didn't invite me to your pet's birthday party. I'm going to make sure that you know that I'm having some event that you're not invited to. Somebody who couldn't hold back from reacting, even though, logically, it's clear that reacting isn't going to solve the problem. The remark that was shared in response, that snide, cynical remark, is just another frog whack. You know it's going to generate more trouble. I'm not working with the rational. I'm working with the emotional. And the effect of the cast, the effect of the anger, the effect of the human need to be in control, that I need to know that I'm taking action, even though it's a counterproductive action. And we have this in more subtle areas as well. Um, Once driving with somebody and a certain situation on the highway, and, uh, okay, clear traffic ahead, we're going to be stuck over here. And there's a way to reroute... That the uh, map quest program of the time uh, was indicating would still take the same amount of time, and as the person I'm with jumps off the highway to get into you know to try to maneuver out to do that other route, it's so like why bother? It's the same amount of time. Yeah, but at least I'm driving. Right? <laughs> at least I'm doing something. So I'm taking the action into my hand. I'm taking control. Okay, well, wasn't particularly productive, and sometimes be counterproductive, but that need to feel I'm in control. I'm not letting it go. Relates to this issue of our society <clears throat> breeding a need for me to know that others know about me. That I'm known. I'm, I'm recognized. There's something deficient if if you don't know what's happening in my life, if you don't care what's happening in my life, then I'm smaller. And these two issues that need to feel like I'm in control or I'm at a loss, and. Recognizing that no, step back and and maybe the way to, to kind of a, tach, tach, a step to correct this will be to recognize my not reacting isn't small. It's not because I'm weak. It's the opposite. I'm strong enough to not react. I'm big enough to not react. God has made me in His image. I am too big, too special, too important to let such petty things get under my skin and throw off my equilibrium and have me have the snowball effect on, on this kind of tit-for-tat exchange and feud and, and whatever is going to develop from here, I'm bigger than that. I'm bigger than needing for you to know what's going on in my life. It doesn't really matter. I'm perhaps kind of looking that route of valuing ourselves properly, that we don't need to be in the public eye and in the spotlight in order to feel to be to be great and I don't need to be active and I don't need to be reacting in order to be ultimately in power I can have a greater power and greater control by simply pausing and dismissing and ignoring A fabulous line attributed to the Rambam. Maimonides, the Rambam, was once asked by his son why he wasn't responding to somebody who was harassing him in a rather severe way. And the Rambam has a letter in which he says that ultimately it's not of consequence to me. What they're doing doesn't doesn't reduce me. I'm no less a person because of their claims against me. And it makes them feel good. Let me know that another Jew is having hanaz and having, having benefits. That's more important to me than having to react and put them down. Such an incredible attitude. Does it really matter that they made the comment that they didn't invite me, that they caused me some, some, attempted to cause me some distress? Can I live in a way that it doesn't bother me, doesn't hurt me, and then turn it on, on his head to go that opposite route and say, Hey... You know, let them get some pleasure. It's at my expense, big deal. You know, I, I, my bigger issue is that you know, that somehow, that other people are having a pleasant life. Such an incredible attitude of the Rambam. That may be beyond what most of us are capable of doing, but at least the first half, it doesn't have to bother me enough for me to react. It's too small, I'm too big, and I don't need to be measured by how others are thinking of me and what they're doing to me or not doing to me. Having those in mind, I believe, will help us have the proper character traits where we can be more private, more balanced, more comfortable, healthier, in greater control and far more likely to achieve our Tachlis.